0: hello everyone welcome back to the murder board podcast this is a bonus episode i'm your host walter as always and tonight i am here with a mainstay a main if you will zarya welcome back zarya hello and tonight we are discussing i'm so excited to be discussing this because i had to kind of just shoehorn it in there but uh we're talking about chucky season one um so yeah, if you haven't seen the show, this is just spoiler warning. And if you have, well, I hope you enjoy our little bonus show here. Zarya, welcome back. It, it's been a minute. It feels like for us, it hasn't really been a minute, but it it's been a minute.
1: Yeah, but It hasn't It hasn't really been a minute, but yeah, no, it does feel like a minute.
0: And your face said, I just saw you like last week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just saw you last Monday.
0: So... Chucky, everybody knows I love Chucky. I did a whole episode on it when back when we did Child's Play 2. That was with me, Roderick and Hector and Shelton and uh, Zarya. I decided to tackle the TV show and Zarya was able to watch the show in quick succession for this episode. <laughs> um, so first off, what is your impression and uh, opinion on Chucky and the whole entire Child's Play franchise as a whole? Before we get into the show here, like, what are your thoughts on the character and the movie before the before watching the show?
1: Um, Before watching the show, I think the last thing I saw was the cult of Chucky, Um, and so I just liked how, like, the evolution of like the Chucky character himself, like the very first Child's Play, um, it it was it was it was very like, well, I was also very young watching it, so it was very scary to me and then but like as i'm going through like all the other movies um it became more funny with killing involved so i was like i like this a funny suspenseful slasher type thing mm-hmm. i like this so so i was excited about the show yes
0: same here people know I. i'm a huge fan of chucky you know if i'm not screaming about scream i'm yelling about chucky That's my thing. And uh, Chucky kind of just started off for me. I I said back in that Child's Play 2 episode, you can go listen to it, but for me, like my love of horror, my love of horror filmmaking comes from when I was forced to watch Child's Play for the first time. And uh, that kind of just birthed all I have here. And so I'm glad that there was a show. I remember when they announced the show because it was right after, so like right after Cult came out, came out on Netflix. That's the last movie. And I was all about it because i I was just hyped and uh there's a there's a certain aspect of that show that i'll bring up later that really made me excited for it but after that they were talking about the next movie will be chucky on a train you know continue but then like out of nowhere sometime in 2019 they were like actually we're gonna do a show and i was like a show (laughs) okay and at that point we same in 2019 they had the remake come out and Boo, I'm not a fan of the remake. There's it has its fans out there, but I I didn't think it was very good. Um, and so I was, I would take any kind of Chucky I would get from the original creator who I'm going to highlight here in just a sec, but uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. But then I think what brought me on board for the show was that when they announced that Jennifer Tilly and Fiona Durf was going to be involved, and I was like, oh, okay, so it is going to continue what we let where we left off, but um, yeah, well, do you have a favorite? movie out of the films
1: the bride of chucky
0: same here that movie never gets old for me <laughs> i like them all um i think the lesser ones are to me are child's play three and seed but other than that i i definitely like Bride of chucky the best uh well i didn't necessarily i wasn't too keen on child's play two but uh i i, I like them all they're all pretty good to me i do like the recent ones Curse of Chucky is a movie I own on DVD. It's the only one I own on DVD, but it's the one I go back to the most because it's just, I like Chucky in a house, Hitchcock style, just murdering people. And he does a lot of that in this show. Just to keep roll, rolling here, uh, one thing I didn't get to highlight in that Child's Play episode was um, Don Mancini, who is the man behind Chucky. He's the creator. He's been the sole writer for all every single installment. And so... I wanted to give this a highlight because to me, he's an underrated inspiration. Like I said, uh, I learned a lot about horror filmmaking by watching the Child's Play franchise and all that. And so Don Mancini was always the center of it. So just to highlight him for a minute, uh, his full name, I find is hilarious. His name is George Donald Mancini. Uh, He's an American screenwriter and film director, most notable for the Child's Play franchise. He was born January 25th, 1963. So he's like... 59 58 he doesn't even look like it honestly he still looks pretty young (laughs) um but yeah just to get the the gist of where he got the idea from chunky he was a big fan of like uh trilogy of terror which is an old like uh, horror anthology that features a a killer doll and uh was a big fan of the twilight zone and the whole just killer doll trope but he realized it has never been done in a feature-length film at that point um in the age of animatronics so he was like he was at uh he was a film student at UCLA, and in in this is in the mid 1980s, and he was like, well, you know, I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna just make a movie about a killer doll. He based it off the Cabbage Patch Kids, where that was like the big thing at the time, and so uh that that kind of just birthed the idea of Chucky. He started writing, and uh, he got it in the right hands, and boom, the a, a horror legend is born. Um, and yeah. So there's a lot more to go into it, but essentially he became the co he has a co-writing credit on the first Child's Play film, but he became the executive producer and director for and writer for most of the movies and as well as the TV show. The guy's an accomplished dude. What I like about Don Mancini personally is that he is a guy he is a true horror fan that used and a film fan that used his inspiration and inserted into what he creates. And I'll explain that when we get into the show. But like he kind of does what Quentin Tarantino does, but in a more subtle way. Sometimes he just has his own different style, and I really like it. He has like he's very purely like Quentin Tarantino, is all over the place sometimes, but he he mainly sticks to things he knows from like the 1940s, 30s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on. Don Mancini seems to be very steep in the 60s and 70s range, and I feel like the show really does display that really well. What do you think about Don Mancini's Arya?
1: He's the reason why I looked at my dolls sideways, <laughs> and I will never forgive him for that. I'm just kidding, but no, um, I like I like his work with uh, I like his work with all my I only really know, um, his stuff with like Child's Play, and everything after that. Um, but I really do really like his work.
0: Um, just to get, like give a thing, so yeah, like I said, he wrote the first three movies. He's wrote he's written all of everything in the franchise except for the remake. But he wrote the first four movies from Child's Play one, two, three, Friday, and then he ended up directing Seed of Chucky, and then he went on he went on to direct Curse Cult, and then some of the TV show as well as keeping the writing and producing standpoint. So the guy is literally the embodiment of like I did it all. Like <laughs> he the guy does it all. Um he has he has done other things he's not as famous for but like I pay attention not a lot of things I've seen he did some stuff in the 90s as a director and a writer but the big the second biggest thing he's done is something I absolutely love where he worked on Hannibal that uh the TV show based on Hannibal Lecter he did the uh I believe he was heavily involved in the 3rd season with some writing and producing credits and uh that 3rd season is considered the best of that show and I wouldn't disagree. And that, that's what really got me excited when he was like, when he explained that he was going to make it a TV show because he had started working on TV around 2015. That would have been right after cult, uh, Curse of Chucky going into Cult. So I could see why he was more comfortable making it a TV show because he had just get, gotten off a TV show that shouldn't have been canceled. But uh, I guess now that, I guess in hindsight, I think that uh, Hannibal was canceled, we got. Chucky today, in in a sense, in a sense, maybe there's a universe where both of those exist. But yeah, that's just all I wanted to uh, bring up. But um, before we take our break here, last thing I do want to bring up about Don Mancini, and I'll bring it up again, but like, um, what I said about his whole inspiration thing is that I love the fact that uh, he loves Brian De Palma, and I don't know if you know who Brian De Palma is.
1: No, I do not.
0: Okay, so Brian De Palma is another film director who's largely. In the same vein, he 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 he's done a lot of famous movies, but um the one that comes to mind for me is K- the first Carrie, um he did uh, the Untouchables that movie about um Al Capone, and just a bunch of other stuff, and oh Dress to Kill's another one, and so Don Mancini loves Brian De Palma, so a lot of his style comes from that, but it's funny because a lot of Brian De Palma's style comes from Alfred Hitchcock, he's <laughs> just a more sleazier '70s version of him, but it, it it's just funny how things feed into each other. Yeah, I think that's about it for us right now. We're going to take our first break, and then we'll be back with some facts about the show, and then we'll get into some more Chucky.
2: What the fuck did you do? I didn't do it. What? Swear to God, I didn't kill her. What do you think, I'm a complete moron? Come on, Jake, you got to believe me. I'm your friend to the end. Get fucked with that shit. My not six years old. Give me that. Gotta say, writing's not your forte. Stick to sculpture. Fuck you. You should just call it Devin, Devin, Devin. <laughs> Shut up. You know, I have a queer kid. You have a kid. Gender fluid and you're, you're cool with it. I'm not a monster, Jake. No, you are, you, you killed Annie. Come on, man, think. Why would I kill Annie? You and me, we only kill people who have it coming. Oh, no. no, I don't kill anyone. And I, I don't want you to kill anyone else. It wasn't me. Accidents happen, Jake, more often than murder, And way more often than murders committed by supernaturally possessed dolls. That's just basic math. And let me remind you. That I could have killed anybody in this house during the last week at any time. Including you. So why haven't you? I told you. I'm trying to help you. Look around kid, take a good look at where you are. A long way from that shithole you used to live in with that shithole like using you for a punching bag. I'm the one friend you got, Jake. And I'm telling you, I did not kill the damn housekeeper. I got my sights set on bigger game. Chucky, no. You of all people should know some people deserve to die.
0: All righty, and we're back. So let's get into some little facts about Chucky. Chucky premiered October 12th, 2021, created by Don Mancini. Based on the characters by Don Mancini, the series stars Zachary Arthur, Bjorgvin Arsonson, Olivia Allen-Lind, Teo Baronis, Lexa Doge, Devin Sawa, Barbara Allen-Wood featuring Fiona Duriff as Nika, Alex Vincent as Andy Barkley and Christine Elise as Kyle with Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany and Brad Duriff as the voice of Chucky. The plot goes as such: after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of a as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatened to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. And uh, just to kind of get some more insight on January 29th, 2019, it was reported that the series was in development with sci fi, with Don Mancini serving as the series creator. Uh, the show premiered on Sci-Fi and the USA channels. Uh, Mancini, who began working on the television show Hannibal in uh, 2015, wanted to reinvent Chucky uh, as a franchise by bringing the format to television and subsequently expanding the fandom. Uh, this currently is in uh, the show currently has one season uh, filled with eight episodes. Season two has just started production this week, actually, as of we're recording this. And uh, the continuity remains intact uh, with the movies, with the series being uh, within continuity and acting as a sequel to the last Chucky movie, Cult of Chucky. Uh, in November 2021, the series was renewed for a second season, which is set to premiere in 2022. So yeah, uh, any thoughts, Cesaria?
1: I do like um, how like the show is still very much so uh intact with this uh with the storyline that the overall franchise has because i really didn't watch scream i watched like, a couple of episodes of like the screen tv series uh, but for when i watched it was like it was just like the screen movies and then the screen tv show but i like how with chucky it just seems like everything go like everything is connected like uh yeah they reference a lot they reference a lot of the other movies um even with the clip they talked about his son um, and so I just like I just liked how everything is still connected to the overall franchise,
0: yeah, me too. i I was thinking like, this has to be the only horror series that has kept continuity straight because, like, at the same time, well, just like recording this episode here the week before we had Texas Chainsaw where that whole entire continuity is just messed up. Me and Sheldon often joke about how. Every Halloween movie, every or every other Halloween movie is an is a reboot because they don't ever line up really. Um, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger is somewhat continuous up until the remake, but they play they play loose with those later movies about what actually happened and what didn't. But uh, you know, next to Freddy, or yeah, next to Freddy, I would say Chucky has kept solid comp comp continuity. Uh, um, maybe throw in Screaming. and well, Scream too, obviously, since we have they definitely been milking one story but it's been a good story but um yeah i i I love the fact that it was um in continuity especially after the, the remake and what they tried to do not a fan all right so with that being said let's go ahead and take our last pick for the night so we can get into chucky season one i'm chucky wanna play
2: it's october 31st Hackensack is a haven for the bizarre, the effed-up, and the straight-up criminally insane. Historically speaking, the violence in our fair city has always spiked on Halloween. Where'd you get this?
0: I have no idea. 20 bucks sound fair? This creepy
2: doll just creeps me the hell out. Me too. Hi, I'm Chucky. Hello? Yeah, I'm calling about the doll. What? Be very careful with that doll. What are you talking about? Have you checked his batteries? There's this urban legend about Charles Lee Ray. He was a serial killer who died in the 80s. He terrorized Chicago for years. Prolific. Before he died, he transferred his soul into a good guy doll. Hi, I'm checking. Wanna play? <laughs> How did you end up with this? It was your standard voodoo soul transfer.
0: Chucky broke his soul into pieces. The last piece didn't go into a dump. Hello,
2: Chucky. Long time, no see. Today is my lucky day. Charles Lee Ray was born in Hackensack. He's back in his hometown on a mission. We have big plans for this place. It's kill or be killed. No one knows what's going on.
0: Welcome home.
2: I'm too old for this shit.
0: Alrighty, let's talk about Chucky. Zarya, lead us off. What? What is your overall impression of the TV show? Having binged it in under two days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say it for for me personally, it was like a slow start. It took me a minute to like. Um, I feel like I was just watching it just to get through it. Um, this was the first two episodes and then episode three and four happened. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I still might take a break after this one, but one, but once episode five, I was like, yeah, nah, I'm hooked. I'm like, ah, I, I loved it. At like, yeah, after, like during episode five, I was like, yeah, I love this. So yeah, I really, really like it.
0: Oh, wow. Episode five. That, that, okay. I can't wait. I want to get into that um uh, for me i initially i initially watched it when it premiered obviously uh mainly because like around that point with the podcast i don't think we were doing too much like we were doing uh halloween stuff but like we weren't really keeping up with anything but yeah i was super hyped my initial thoughts on the show is that i loved it you know i'm a lifelong chucky fan but this show exceeded my expectations i think that's the main point i went in thinking okay i like the last two movies but i know that it, those last two movies are kind of divided um you know I, I, a lot of those you know curse and cult people like them but they think they're a little bit too stylized and people think they're a little bit too not cheesy but like just a little too try hard is what i've heard like people don't like the different direction and i i, I always tell people like there's a reason it's because A lot of that is hannibal based especially cult where they do these weird camera shots and these weird dream sequences and you get this really discombobulated story stuff you don't like they they it's a weird way they do to reveal and they do it again in the series where you start off with one essential like show which is just about a small town being terrorized by kids and or by not kids but being terrorized by this doll and then like halfway through you do shift into this gigantic like voodoo plan and it's like oh and then it turns into a giant massacre. out of them. like, that's how it is. And it's like, so yeah, people do complain about the structure of those Chucky movies, but I think it works very well in a TV show. And this show got a lot of positive reviews, like right off the bat. And I think, uh, I, I do think it does slow down after episode two was where I would clock it. But with that, well, okay, I'll say episode three. Episode three is where I think it, it's after that episode, it slows down. It was pretty much everything in the hospital, which I still think is great, but you're right episode five they ramp it back up especially introducing the legacy characters um but yeah oh man so i think we'll, how we're gonna handle this is like we normally do we're just gonna go by character by character and then bring up the story as we go so let's start off with the the star of the show chucky what you think about chucky throughout the season Zarya? comparing his interpretation Throughout the others, what what is your take on Chucky in the show?
1: In the like, he's he's a vet now. He knows like what he's doing. He knows this whole doll shit and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> he said it himself. He's getting too old for this shit. Um, like he knows like what he's doing. Um, he's very calculated. Like I don't know. To me, he just seemed the absolute most calculated in this setting. Um, maybe because he is back home and so he's like the home. He has the home field advantage or something. Yeah. Um. but he seems very calculated, seems very like every move he makes, even moves that he didn't really, too, that he didn't calculate himself, but everything is just seems everything is just very calculated, he even calculated outliers, like I don't know, it's just this is my favorite form of him, like seasoned veteran, killer doll, knows <laughs> what he wants, like he has the master plan and boom, he's gonna execute it But uh, by
0: any means necessary Yeah. I agree with that. I think this is definitely his most calculated. I would also, I would, I wrote down this is definitely his most manipulative and abusive. He is he is uh he's slapping people left and right. He's just like telling people off. He's he does seem like he's just kind of over it. He's not he's he still has this game that he's playing, but he definitely seems more like, you know, all right, let's wrap it up here. I I know I got stuff to do. That's kind of how he comes off. And I liked it. I like it. Um, I've often said my favorite version of Chucky is something that they kind of save for the end in each movie where he just goes completely like ballistic and just rages and where he's to the point where he's just screaming and running and at people. But here they don't really do it. I mean, they have it sort of, but here they don't really do rage Chucky like I like. But I think they do replace it with a more seasoned Chucky, like you said. He's you can tell the actor's getting older and you can tell the character's also getting older, but uh, still running around like he's. You know, like we first saw him. Man, oh man, there's just so much about Chucky. Okay. What did you think about his new motive? Because through the movies, at least the first the first five movies, Chucky was all about getting into a human person. He wants to get back into human body. The first three movies, he needs to find Andy. Then we get to uh, movies four and five, seated of ride and seed, and he's like, Okay, I don't need Andy anymore. We have a, a device that can help us get into anybody we want. And at the end of Seed, Chucky loses, but Tiffany ends up winning by becoming Jennifer Tilly, which is a whole confusing thing we'll get to. But she, she is technically Jennifer Tilly in the universe. But so, yeah. And then we get to Curse and Cult, where he's like, you know what, F it, I'm a doll now. I'm, I'm just going to do what I do. But then he does arrive with a new plan, with this new family that he's kind of complete. What I liked about Curse the most is that they do explain that <laughs> His mental state is basically he just has completion anxiety where he he has to complete every single task he does at some point or, you know, at some point in time. So I like that that reasoning for him, for them to introduce Nika in the movies and then to bring her back here and to bring it into like, you know, it's just it's a fun little thing. But Yeah. What do you think about his new motive here as we in the show as it's introduced with the whole you needing a kid to kill someone?
1: I like the new motive. It seems it's it it really shows that, like, um, he's gone through like a lot of trial and error with his past motives, and he's just like, okay, um, it seems like it kind of just seems like I just like the new motive. like get a get an innocent child um to kill someone to create this army. It seems like the mo like it kind of does seem foolproof because um, especially like the type of child, like the type of innocence of the child that he takes like like you like you had said like he is very much more abusive but I feel like it's more on an emotional standpoint like he tugs at like he finds that that strongest emotion that you're feeling he he plays with it he tugs on it he feeds into it this seems like the most easiest motive to go through it seems the most foolproof because of the type of child that he needs, and then like what he what he can do to get the child to do that.
0: Yeah, I I del- I totally agree. I thought it was a, it was completely left field for me. It was like if you were following the movies, the whole entire mystery is like why is Chucky going after this this wheelchair bound woman, and why? Then in Cult, you're like they hint at that he has a new ability by transferring his by splitting his soul into different dolls, thus Cult of Chucky. But like we never got the answer of why. It just happened. And then so for that to get explained here, it's the fact that he's gonna try and split his soul into so many dolls, but in order to do that, he needs an innocent to take a life as, by on his like behalf, essentially, in order to multiply himself. <laughs> and so like it, it's a weird thing to do, but like it, it works for some reason. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but yeah, I like the fact that Chucky does have his new motive here. I like <laughs> like every single plane that he has. It's full person until it's not. <laughs> there's always someone in the way It's, it's just, always a child really I think they did a good job of adapting e. into TV what do you think adapting this horror icon into television What because like you look back at it I think uh, other than Hannibal there hasn't necessarily been a well received horror icon adapted well into TV like I like the Scream series but that's you know it has its haters and fans but like overall it's seen as not working very well adapting Ghostface into television and even though that's the whole point of the show by the way but like that that didn't happen but here it worked so well for chucky why why do you think that is
1: because i feel like they fed into the chuckiness of it all like the balance with the legacy characters and the new characters and the new story and the new motive like like it was just a really good balance of all of that and then on top of that they sprinkled like all the chuckiness of it and so um, I was actually kind of nervous about the TV show. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I did not think it was going to be well received or well put out, produced.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it really um, it really surprised me. And I feel like it's it did that because, yeah, it fed into like the chuckiness of everything, like the chuckiness of the franchise and how um, you can you can change up the story without
0: changing the story and i think also that's what helped it really well. Yeah. I I I also think that having the right like environment works out really well cuz like like i said they they've adapted other horror icons into television and you know like i mentioned Ghostface with Scream but also like Freddy Krueger had a show in the ni- in the 80s and that people love it now but i don't think it was well received then. And it was just an anthology series really so it, d- it doesn't technically count as like an elm street series but yeah i think you're right they do they did very well of just like utilizing their tone from the movies and utilizing the silliness but still making it horrifying like there's some horrifying stuff stuff that happens in this show which brings me to my next question before we move on to our next character here what was your favorite like chucky moment in this series
1: i think when he attacked what's her name lexi lexi (laughs) i was i was hardcore lexi needs to die bruh because what you're not gonna do is torment um a grieving jake like i don't care like you're not gonna you're not gonna exploit his family um his family financial standpoint you're not gonna exploit his grief for his father's death no matter how terrible his dad was to him um like what you're not gonna do that you're not gonna turn his cousin against him because that's blood like at that point I was ready for Lexi to go <laughs> <laughs> so when he attacked her I was like yes yes mm, yes get her um but another another um thing I like was kind of like his relationship with Caroline Lexi's sister which is weird to say about a killer doll but when it comes to kids he's actually pretty sweet to them until yeah. he like wants to get one of them killed, but while he's building that relationship, he's kind of actually sweet. And I'm just like, oh <laughs> dad dad's side is coming out. That's cute. So yeah, those are like two of my favorite uh Chucky moments.
0: Oh my god, yes. I love the I just love video game Chucky just <laughs> playing video games. It's like mommy doesn't mommy says it's not right to swear. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, just I, I, I totally agree. I love, I love that that they were able to do that. Yeah, like he's so sweet to Caroline until he decides to uh, like unplug her. But <laughs> that was sad. But <laughs> he, he did his. I mean, other than that, he was pretty good. But um yeah just I just love the little autistic girl. I don't know if you want to get into kills just yet, but I mean, we should. what What was your favorite kill out of from Chucky out of the series here? The it's principal just, oh man, yeah, you texted <laughs> me right when right I guess right after you saw it cause, cause I heard like the heads were rolling, I was like, oh, okay. And then the principal's head, I was like, This was
1: beautiful. The song, the reveal the how everyone reacted
0: that was my that was my favorite kill was the principles. all right got yeah um that's definitely up there ah uh, what was mine i got to say i did like Bree going out the window but um i think uh, you know what honestly and i hate to say it cuz i loved it, i just love the character but like oliver <laughs> i felt so bad for oliver cuz uh, he he was kind of a dick but he kind of atoned after that yeah. And then for Chucky to just, for him to just be a mistake, too.
1: Because <laughs> it was like, ah, and then he was like, uh, well, might as well go through with it. I was like, oh, my God.
0: And he died. It took him so long to die.
1: <laughs> but Oliver was fighting to live. He fought into his last breath, literally, because it took him forever. And Then they set the house on fire. <laughs> you cannot tell me these were middle schoolers because... I was not into the shit that they were into. I was not thinking about having relations with anybody in middle school. I wasn't even, I didn't even know what weed was.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, I guess we're different, because I was definitely thinking about a lot of sex in middle school. As far as drugs go, I just knew don't do drugs. But, like, yeah, <laughs> I was I was basically like, yeah, sure, let's go. Oh, wow. I feel <laughs>
1: like so... I thought like I would have been a child that Chucky would have went after. I was so innocent.
0: <laughs> I would have been, yeah. I just like thinking about and I, I let's actually use this moment to move into the middle because I honestly like the setting of it being in middle school because like from a show standpoint, this probably shouldn't have worked. Because with there's certain things you can do you can't there's certain things you can't do in middle school that you could do if you bumped it up to high school. But I know yeah. like you have restrictions, but like Knowing that the a lot of the jokes that I hear just being because I do like coming of age stories and like high school set things, but if you said it in high school, that's open you up to so many jokes and so many like eye rolls and people probably wouldn't watch it. But you know, and there's not a lot of things that showcase college as much or they don't do as well when they're in college. But like setting it at a middle school though, I thought that was great because I it was a it was a new setting for such a show to be in. And I think it, it ended up being more... Because I guess if you do high school, you automatically think drama. But if you do middle school, then you're thinking, okay, it's an afterthought. But they they inserted a lot of drama in here. And I thought it worked really well. What do you think about that? Ending, though?
1: Um, once, like, the shock value that these kids were in middle school um, wore off with, like... Because uh, when I saw, like, the middle school and then when Lexi was like, I got to stop smoking a joint before school, before class, I was just like, oh, my gosh. but once like that shock value like went away um it was I actually surprisingly enjoyed it um so I'm just like these middle schoolers are really getting into some shit like but I'm here for it I'm here watching them get into like their not so middle school shit in middle school.
0: It was a it was a weird way to do things, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. The whole point of that is that it worked, and I'm glad it worked. Kind of move into our main characters here. What do you think about Jake here as our main uh, protagonist of Chucky?
1: Oh, I loved him from the jump. I'm just like, I he needs to be protected at all costs because he, like he's just he's <laughs> like different than everybody, and he got made fun of it for no reason really. And then when you think you're um, you think your cousin's supposed to have your back? He don't. Um, so my heart just really like, I don't know, like, um, he just had like a very, like, an emotional tug on my heart that I just felt like I just had, like, he had to be okay the entire time or I was gonna get pissed because no one messes with him. And if you do, you have to go through me.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, I, I love Jake from the jump. He's actually, it's so funny because, like, The actor looks just like Don Mancini when he was younger. Like, if you, they, I remember when the first episode premiered, there's just people like posting like pictures of like side by sides. And the current actor, Zachary Arthur, today looks just like Don Mancini back in like 1970 something. Same haircut and everything. And Don Mancini did say he based Jake's character off of himself when he was in high school or when he was in growing up, essentially. Same thing with the dad situation. And we'll get to the dad. I like Jake's character most for the most part. Uh, I loved how everyone kept making fun of his faces that he would make. Like he had some weird <laughs> the the guy sir, the guy has like Toby Maguire face is what I would call it. He just, he's could very see that. expressive. Yeah, yeah, he's like could see that. he just kept crunching it up and making these weird like like <laughs> faces. It's just it was just so funny. And sometimes it'll take you out the moon. but overall, I thought Jake was great. I liked his little character arc of finally like. Being able to like, I guess, step out. I, it was kind of hard to pinpoint. I mean, he has because there's so much going on in this show. But I do think Jake has a clear character arc of finally just accepting himself and kind of standing up for himself, basically. And you see that at the end with uh, him versus Chucky and just Devin on the sidelines. But like, I, I liked his little his little arc there. It was a nice character they built there. What do you think about his dad? Let's talk about his dad real quick. He's not, he's only he's only in one episode. <laughs> And that's the
1: only episode I needed him in because he, like, I get it. I get grieving. um, But your child's also grieving, too. Like, yeah, you lost your wife, but he also lost his mom. And um, instead of, like, like being there, there, like, grieving together, healing together, um, you're stuck in your grieving while your child is trying to heal but it just, yeah, Yeah. I just, I did did not like his dad, I did not, um, and, like, it's, it's a, um, it's a arc that we're, like, kind of used to, like, the whole wife dying, dad becomes alcoholic, kind of abusive to the child, um, the child grows resentful, like, yeah, like, but, with this one like i didn't it wasn't really like drawn out or like tired to me it was just it just made me feel even more bad for jackson because like he's um coming to terms with this he like he like you can see like he's like uh starting to accept his sexuality and yeah. but he doesn't like too much act on it because of like how his dad acts towards him and so um it just it just kind of made me even like feel even more bad for um um for Jake but it is Jake right and not Jack it's Jake. yeah
0: Jake Jake yeah
1: yeah I don't know why I get those two names like I don't know um but yeah it made me feel like even more bad for Jake and I'm just like uh like can this can he catch a break but when he died I was not feeling bad Man. I was just like it kind of like
2: the
0: weirdest
1: I'm not way trying to die. justify, I mean, I'm not trying to justify murderous doll, but I mean, he got it right <laughs> <with> this one,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, ugh, the weirdest death I've ever seen. Ever is just, I, one, I was surprised that Chucky could drink. Like, I know he drinks in other ones, but like, the fact that he could, like, drink and, and like, command himself and throw it back out, but that was a weird right. death. He <laughs> was just like, and then electrocution. I was like, okay, that's that's odd, that's a creative. But odd way to die right uh, yeah, like I, don't, I wouldn't have thought of that but okay chucky um but yeah I, I yeah his dad didn't need too much of him we we essentially get the same character with junior's dad because they're twins uh played yeah. by devin sawa by the way do you know who devin sawa is
1: the name like the last name sounds familiar
0: yeah well devin sawa was basically one of the many like heartthrobs of the 90s uh child star uh, I, I, you know, the horror, he's mainly known in the horror community. Uh, he was a, he was the main character in Final Destination, the very first one. Um, and he was also in Idle Hands with Seth Green. He was also in, uh, 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 no man, I had it and I'm blanking now. Uh, no, Casper. He was, he was the human form of Casper and the voice on uh, those, in those uh, live action movies. So he's, he's, he's basically just done a lot. And I love that he's kind of had a renaissance. Like, he did a really terrible movie with uh, John John Travolta called The Fanatic. With it, It's very bad. But that kind of kicks, like, ignited his, like, recent renaissance because now he's done, like, a whole lot of stuff. And this is kind of, like, his biggest thing. Where And I think Devin Salwa does good as both dad parts, as both the twins. They're both, they feel like both separate. What am I saying? They feel like two different characters, yet you see the same characteristics in each one just kind of the point but yeah um I guess while we're talking about Devin's dad, what do you think about Junior's dad before we move on to Junior
1: um I did like I did like um Junior's dad more than uh, Jake's dad but uh but yeah you can see like um because he was like what fixated on Junior being well in track um yeah. and you could tell that Junior like just went along with track to keep his dad happy like he doesn't too much care how well he does he's just like I'm just doing this so you can get off my back but that didn't help because his dad was on his back even more for him to um for him to do well and I and like sometimes some parents have got to understand that you can't like just put that much pressure on them to be um it's like to be something like to be something like that if it's not really if their heart's not in it like you can tell like his heart really wasn't in it it was just he was just doing it to um please his dad and whatnot and that was like the only thing I did not like about Junior's dad was just that he did not recognize the pressure the amount of pressure that he's putting on his child um um, when his heart's really not in what you're putting the pressure on
0: yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure he recognized the pressure after God, after Junior and Chucky got done with them. Well, yeah, great yeah. scene. <laughs> I love his death. It's just like, uh, and I I actually really do like Junior. Let's move on to Junior here as like kind of like Jake's opposite. What'd you think about Junior?
1: In the beginning, I liked him, and I'm just like I was just annoyed that he really wasn't like sticking up for his cousin. Like he was like, but him and his cousins were on, like, two separate chains on, like, the middle school popularity food chain. His, uh, junior was more, uh, high-ranked, if you will, and then Jake was, like, part of, like, the outcast crew, and, um, you can see how, um, popularity does still, like, play an effect in, I guess, middle school, um, because of, like, how he treated him and whatnot and towards the end like towards the end of the series I was starting to get more and more irritated with uh Junior but then at the same time I felt bad because of everything he was going through and it did seem like that people were kind of catering to Jake making making sure that Jake was okay um but also like I felt like I can uh, understand um Junior feeling like maybe he was left behind Maybe forgotten about, maybe not thought about, and this, that, and the other.
0: Yeah, I definitely. And I hate to say it, but I definitely related a lot to Junior. It took me a minute to get with him. At first, I thought he was just kind of annoying. But then, like as as, as you do get to learn more about him and what and just what happens to him in general, it's like, oh man, you can't help but feel bad for the kid. And that's before the major stuff starts happening. Yeah, you know, like he, he, you feel like he he really does kind of like feel bad that his uncle just died and meanwhile his girlfriend is kind of tormenting his cousin and he just kind of resents his cousin because that's the only person he can think of to like throw anger at and then that gets like manipulated and twisted by chucky and so that leads to just him murdering his dad in the most fun way possible but murdering his dad and i love my favorite aspect about Junior is his like it's not a good aspect, but my favorite part about his character is that he just disassociates. And so we have these moments, really, there's two major moments that happen. But, like, in the hospital before he gets his uh, surgery done after the whole house fire, he starts singing, we got the beat. And you're like, why? And then he sees, like, cool, either Chucky or that little kid running around. But, like, he sees something and he drips off while singing. And everybody's kind of standing I'm like, why is, why, why is he singing? And so then it happens again after he kills his dad, where he just disassociates and Chucky's like dancing along and singing with him, but he's just like repeating this thing. And I like, you know, they, they do those little like interviews after the shows where like, here's like the after uh, thing and here's the inside inside of the episode type thing. And I like the actors like a whole entire and he's like a whole entire creation was that junior. His way of like coping with anything really is that he would drift back into this like inner self to where he wanted instead of track he would probably become a singer but because he can't do that he has to like hide that away and so that would come out anytime he like just fades off and I like I think the actor does a good job of just like glazing over so <laughs> it's just it was, it's a weird thing to say but like I, I thought he was pretty cool um but other than that Junior is kind of a dick but he, he, he's a dick you feel for.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. That's the best way I can describe it too.
0: Yeah, I didn't want him to die. <laughs> I thought he could have survived, but me too. He does. He does end up dying in in a jousting match for Chucky. At that,
1: it was like a <laughs> sneak attack.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> well, I mean, hey, he did redeem himself, and someone else gets redeemed as well. Lexi, what'd you think about Lexi in the series?
1: I hated her up until she actually. Uh, they like form like their little team and try to, to take on Chucky, but everything before the little team bonding stuff, I absolutely hated her and just I was her head off episodes until she died.
0: Yeah, just, just wanted to rip her head off. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, I have seen it's been a long time since we've had someone in a show just go out of their way to just bully someone. <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs>
0: like she just really made it a part of her schedule to just torture this kid before and after his like entire family dies
1: <laughs> like this kid is an orphan now and <laughs> you just like uh. so yeah, that's why like, i like to think about Lexi post all of that
0: yeah she gets a good arc she gets a she gets probably the best arc character arc throughout the series where she does she starts off as has this you know like she's a bitch she's that's kind of what the part she plays but then she learns like she learns to kind of like warm up to her little sister and she warms up to Jake and Devin and she she does grow cold to Junior, which kind of more boosts his character arc into going into the dark side with joining Chucky and Tiffany eventually. But I like the fact that she was also the one to bring him back. And she she at first I thought, well, I can't wait for her to die. And then when I realized she wasn't going to die, I was like, oh, they're doing something here. And I thought she did well. But um, yeah, she was great. Um, let's see. What do you think about her little sister though? Her little autistic sister. Let's get with that real quick.
1: It was a little cute little girl. I didn't know she was autistic. I think I missed
0: that. I well, little... I I played it as autistic because, or I I interpret it as autistic. I feel like she clearly is because the signs are there. She has this like photographic memory. She's a good drawer. She has she throws these fits whenever you know she things are out of order or whenever she doesn't have Chucky and. She she has this, like, weird schedule. She has certain things she likes. You know, during that tantrum thing, they say, like, she, they made her blankie or her sunglasses. To me, she played clearly as autistic. Or on the spectrum somewhere.
1: Um, but, yeah, I thought she was, like, a cute little girl. She um, That's really about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she had her moments where I'm just like, Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, it's okay. It's okay. No need <laughs> it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, but yeah, that's really yeah, that's really it about her. Like, yeah, she's cute little girl. Kept the story going. I was scared though when he did unplug her. Oh yeah, I was like, that was supposed to be homegirl. She did nothing but care for you. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got you got to play video games with her. She tucked you in. Like, ain't gonna pull the plug on her, yeah,
0: Chucky. Yeah, I think he has a limit. <laughs> he is like, all right. I I've done enough energy with you. It's sad to say, but I feel like that that's what he does. All right, let's move on to a character I actually didn't necessarily like that much. But uh Devin. What'd you think about Devin Evan in his podcast? What would you think about this kid?
1: I liked him actually. Um the whole podcast thing. I thought about you. I was like, oh.
0: That's probably why I didn't like
1: <laughs> podcasts. He would be Devin.
0: Yeah. He reminded me too much of me. I like I I like I like the character. I won't say I hate him. I like the character enough. It took me a minute to warm up to him Mm -hmm. because I just there was something off about him. I was like, I get he's like he's supposed to be like the main love interest, given that this is a an LGBTQ plus show now. But like he was just to me, he came off as an idiot. Like he like especially those first couple episodes where he's just kind of playing clueless. Then he ends up being the, the damsel in distress, which I thought was pretty funny. Well, other than that, to me, he just fills in that trope that I'm not too big of a fan of where, like, you know, it's the black kid and a group of friends in a horror film, but they're the ones giving all the exposition. You know, just, you know, it did, it did it. Um, a few Netflix TV shows are fault at doing this. Sometimes they do it on Stranger Things. But, like, you know, it's it's the young black character who's not necessarily there to give, like, comedic relief, but he's there to just kind of, like, be the smart one. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that's kind of all he does. Like to me, I feel like Devin doesn't get a lot to do, like character wise. Like he he does a, he does a fair amount of running around, but he's just kind of like he he narrates. He he does that, but like he, to me, he's just seemed off. Like I just like I wanted more of him, but then when they gave us more, I was like uh, I don't like Devin that much.
1: I, I can understand that. Um, because in the beginning, I did not know what, like his purpose was besides like Jake had like, a little crush on him. Now it's like oh, okay, so I guess something probably will develop as the series goes on. Um, and yeah, I can see what you mean by the trope that he is. It's like yeah, cause they only brought him in because he does a true crime podcast. His mom is the lead detective on the on the, like the uh, mysterious accidental yeah. deaths, um, and he seems. And they brought him in because he does like a lot on. He does a lot of research on uh, serial killers. So yeah, it he does it does feel like that he was just brought in for just to be the brains behind the operation and whatnot. Yeah.
0: Well, but, which is fine, I, by the way. Like I'm yeah. not I don't want to hate on him too much. It's just while watching it, and I don't want to blame the actor because these are children. I, I give a little I give sometimes I give kids actors some slack because like I haven't seen this guy in much. I've seen most of these kids in other things, like a lot of them show up on like Law and Order and random episodes. Like half the cast of 30 Reasons Why I was on Law and Order, which is funny to me. So like these kids have popped up. I don't know this guy though, and he's he was he was all right. He was serviceable. I just I feel like the character was just a tad bit underwritten. He was just mainly used to explain certain aspects that Jake and Lexi wouldn't know be, based on their own experience.
1: Okay, yeah, I can see that.
0: And then he was just weird. Like I do like the fact that he loves like old movies. Like you know, I mean, honestly, again. It's, I feel like this is just me talking about me, but like, put up a mirror and it's oh, uh, Devin's me. I mean, Devin would be me, but like, Cape Fear is a big like thing that happens. There's a whole, there's a whole lot of movie references in this. I know I didn't catch them all, but there's a few that I absolutely love. Like, um, I know in episode one or or one of the episode one or two, Lexi tells, um, Lexi's complaining about Jake and how. Uh he's so upset and blah 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 blah. She's complaining. Junior she does, she quotes um, you know, fuck Jake wither with a chainsaw. That's a reference to Heathers, because you know, fuck me with a chainsaw is what one of the Heathers say. And so uh then he has this whole Cape Fear episode. That's episode six, I believe. Episode six. Uh Cape Queer is what they called it, which is pretty funny. But uh yeah, I which is an episode I do like. Like I do there are certain things that I do like that that about Devin. In that, uh, he, he he learned. It's like it's, it's it's impressive when you watch a movie once and you can learn the entire third act by and recreate it by trapping, like booby trapping the house. Like, yeah. That was I was like, how do you how do you do that? <laughs> like I watch a lot of movies and I can barely you know ask me to recreate the ending to Halloween. I'm like, well, all I remember are the stairs. Like, so <laughs> you know, like, I got I I don't know how to set traps, but Devin was on it. So you got to admit, although it was sad when his mom died. Oh, I know. Unex- the most unexpected.
1: Yeah, because like how was shot, like when she fell, I thought she was okay, but then it was how then how she landed. I was like, yeah, I just watched his mom die, and I'm oh my oh poor baby. Oh
0: yeah, that that and then again, then again, it's like we didn't get too much. They do a time jump, but they didn't get too much to like. They didn't give Devin too much to like think about and like. The way the season ends, too, it's like, I don't know where... Is Devin going to be in season three, or season two? Because, like, his mom's dead. (laughs) Like, half of these kids are orphans now. Are they all just going to be living with Lexi? Or, like, are they going to be (laughs) different? Like, where are they going?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because Jake does not have any family. Mom, dad, uncle, aunt, cousin are all dead.
0: Like, the only person standing is Lexi's mom and her sister, Devin. Like, they mentioned Devin was going to live with his aunt, but, like, isn't she in a whole different like state?
1: What's yeah, the I forgot which state, but yeah, she's in a whole different state. But yeah. he even said that he wasn't gonna be with her too long because then he was gonna go to like a like a group home or an orphanage.
0: I mean, hey, we'll see what they got planned for season two. My guess is season two is gonna be a summer vacation type thing. Okay, we should probably get into some of the legacy characters, but like we got most of the main cast. uh The parents, we'll we'll talk about the parents, but like. Uh, before we talk about the legacy characters, I, again, I just want to highlight Oliver. Oliver was just like, he felt like he should have been there longer than he has, but he's it's just, the death was fun. That's all I got. <laughs>
1: right. Like after he apologized to um Jake, I was just like, oh, okay, so <laughs> we're going to see more of Oliver. And then the silent party happened and no more Oliver. I was like, yeah. oh, that was short lived.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he, he was just, I feel so bad for him. I was like, Oh, no, wait a minute. He was cool, though. <laughs> why, Chucky? Why are you killing kids? Like, the fact that Chucky's killing kids. Right. <laughs> like, like you're, a- you're
1: Lexi. Just because you made a mistake. Oh, yeah. go through it. But, I mean, but then, but learning that, uh, that one flashback when um, the serial killer was, like, in his house or whatever. And he was, like, always remember go through with everything that you, or like fit or cut all loose ends so I guess yeah. that I guess that was him cutting a loose end but I'm just like damn
0: yeah get a save he gave him like a, a thump on the head he would have forgot
1: right
0: <laughs> oh man okay um actually yeah let's we're gonna talk about the legacy characters and then we'll touch a little bit on the parents because I think we well, we'll probably talk about the parents as we go we're gonna talk about the legacy characters and then we're gonna end with the Charles Lee Ray backstory and how the season ends, and then we're gonna end for the night. But what do you think about the legacy characters here and how they're integrated? Let's start with Tiffany, the the goddess of this entire franchise, Jennifer Tilly. What do you think? I
1: always, I mean, Tiffany's my girl. I absolutely love Tiffany. I don't know, she's I really liked her in this. Like it seemed like she was like a wild, um. We had like the plot from like the first episode, like still going on. I feel like she pushed like the um the voodoo plot, yeah, that later emerges. So she like she helped push it a lot, and um that voice, like it, I don't know why, listening to her talk is so soothing to me. Yes, but every scene she was in, I was calm, cool, and excited.
0: Even when she was brutally murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Speaking of her voice, how'd you like about the flashback and how they entered, like, they, because we've never seen like, fans have always wanted, like, how did Charles and Tiffany meet? And here we get the answer. It was in the 80s at some sleazy nightclub in Hackensack, actually. So confirmation that they're both from there. And if you didn't know, Hackensack was first introduced in Bride of Chucky, because that's where that movie ends. We see the same grave that they had uh, when Jake goes to see his, his mom and dad. Yeah. Um, and we get that ending shot but like what do you think about the origin of the voice here and how how it happens like in that flashback what what did you what did you make of it
1: it was interesting um i was like huh it was just yeah it was kind of interesting to me um it was interesting to know that she was a redhead
0: oh yeah what explains why the twins were both redheaded
1: yeah and so because i was yeah it was interesting for her to be a redhead in the in the beginning and then all he said was like you should go blonde and then poof she's a
0: blonde <laughs> i like the actors that they got to play young tiffany though she looks like just like her back when they did uh bride of chucky oh so yes, yes they yeah. did a good job how'd you feel about the voice dubbing though they didn't because they got younger actors but they they took the same voices and just made the voices a little higher pitch and was what i noticed and in, in behind the scenes stuff What what you think about the the overdubbing cuz it's not very good overdubbing
1: yeah it's not very good but i you know i wasn't too bothered by it though um oh. like okay. yeah, it, it didn't too much bother me actually um cuz like i cuz i don't think i would have liked any other voice like if they would have used like the girl like the uh, the younger actor that played her yeah. If they would have used like if if, if it would have been her like imitating Jennifer Tilly's voice or her just doing her own voice, I don't think I would have liked it because Tiffany has um, such a unique voice that you can pinpoint very quickly um, that you can just yeah you yeah, could you could point it out in like a needle in it's like a needle in a haystack you can point it out what no hold on you can't point a needle in a haystack mm-hmm. um, like a pink elephant in the room you can point it out. And so, if it was anything different, I don't think I would have liked it. I don't don't think I would have liked any of the flashback scenes.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it it overall worked for me. It just, any, there were just certain things that happened where I was like, "Ah, yeah, I kind of see it. Um, but yeah, Tiffany, I feel like this is her most, like, she, this is the best Tiffany we've gotten in all of them, in my opinion. And I love Tiffany and all the movies she's in, even see, like Tiffany makes seed for me. Jennifer Tilly makes seed for me, but like, this is definitely the most unhinged she is. And this is, like, th- this is the most horrific Tiffany has ever been. Like, she is insane with what she does to Nika in this entire show.
1: Poor Nika. Oh, Nika's gone through some shit uh, in the movies and then in the show she's been in. That girl cannot catch a break.
0: No. Like, <laughs> she already can't walk. What are you doing?
1: Her <laughs> whole family's oh, She is. She was in an insane asylum. She can't walk. Um, then she turns into Charles just to get kidnapped and taken to live with Tiffany, just to get almost, um, exploded, just to get her <laughs> legs and feet cut off.
0: Yes, like, they've turned her into a literal, like, doll now, like I think is pretty funny. Well, not a literal doll, she hasn't transferred, which I think is where they're probably gonna go. They're probably gonna give Mika her own doll, is what, is what my guess is, is what I would like to see in the next season but uh they they took everything from this woman (laughs) and that's all she has is tiffany (laughs) and i'm like oh
1: literally broke her yes her needing tiffany
0: i i don't want them to kill nika because she's she needs some peace like but they are just they are really like i don't know what what'll be worse like just i say put her in a doll but death may be the way she needs to go like she's just been through enough
1: i will say i do like nika's charles voice whenever she is like chucky yeah i did like it i don't know it was it was kind of cool
0: she did good do you know who she is in real life
1: uh i did some googling
0: (laughs) google always helps yes
1: um crap she looks familiar
0: yeah she's been in a few things i like as an actress she was mostly she was in like two seasons, uh, or she was in one season of True Blood. A, a season that I, I watched True Blood during the 2020 lockdown, so I remember her in it. And she was also she just does a lot of smaller stuff. She was in a series with um, called uh, Dirkly, something like that. It was like a detective series where she was like the main like antagonist. Mm-hmm. And then she was she was recently, other than this, she was in the remake of The Stand or that the miniseries on a. Also on Paramount Plus, so if you want something Stephen King to watch, watch that. She's great. She does. She has a small part, but that that I thought that was a good adaptation of the story. Um, but in real life, she is actually Brad Dourif's daughter who voices Chucky. I th-
1: yeah, I think I actually knew that because when um, when the Cult of Chucky came out, I had saw that and that had surprised me.
0: Yeah, and yeah, she she gets her dad's voice down as perfectly as she can. Like she does a really good job at that. And the fact that she can switch back and forth too. Yeah, There's even behind the scenes like videos of uh, or I think it was like a TikTok. But basically, she's showing like um uh, the actor that plays like teenage Charles from the group home how to laugh like Chucky. And it's like a it's a, such it's such a, like a it's a weird video, but it's such a wholesome video because it's like oh, murder. <laughs> Nika, yeah, what if we think about? Like well, I guess we kind of talked about how we thought about Nika in this series, but man, yeah, she's just misery after misery after misery. Oh. <laughs> I do like the scene between her and Devin and like she's switching back and forth between like or like she she quickly switches, or yeah, they knock her down and she switches from uh, into Nika mode because anytime she sees blood or she's knocking the head, Chucky is able to like take over, but then sometimes she can take over if they hit him really hard. And so, so yeah,
1: the, I was kind of unclear about because like, I was like, is it the side of blood that makes her switch or is it getting hit in the
0: head? I think it's blood for Nika. It's getting hit in the head for Chucky. OK, Tiffany does hit her in the head. But like next time we see him, she's in a trunk and then she's still Nika. But like, as we see later on, at some point she switched over to Charles because that's how she escaped with uh, Devin. But I think the way the way the way the seasons go, it's blood for Nika. And then it's a big hit in the head with Charles. Or he can just kind of emerge anytime, really. Okay. But yeah, that was because uh, we last left her off in cult with Chucky taking over. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, she does a good job as Fiona Dourif, as Brad Dourif's daughter. She does a really good job as them. I just wish they would just give the character a break.
1: Oh my gosh, like I only thing Andy has is like emotional damage and like mentally damaged. Like, yeah, but Nika has both mental, emotional, physical. Like the girl has the whole nine yards of yeah. trauma.
0: Man, she's like next to Sarah Paulson. This character has been one of the most tortured characters in TV I've ever seen
1: fact like my girl has not caught a break even if if she did it lasted like 2.5 seconds
0: yeah like uh, even I want to switch because I want to get us kind of ending here but like the timeline is kind of weird but like all the movies kind of happen sequentially um like I know the first three happen in in a certain amount of years usually they all kind of take place during the movie when they came out but I know specifically like uh cult of Chucky I think it came out in 20 17? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. my dorm when I was watching it. So yeah, I think it was 2017.
0: Yeah, so Cult of Chuggy came out like 20. Yeah, it came out in 2017. I think in Universe the movie takes place in
1: 2016.
0: Okay. And so when you get to the show, the show is clearly 2021, but they mentioned that it's only been like three weeks to a month after Nika and Andy and everything happened at the the Asane Asylum in uh, Rhode Island. And at that point it was winter, but then we come here and it's fall and Halloween is passing by. But I guess it's just because they were filming in Canada and it was snowy. But uh, so you can kind of weave your way around it. But yeah, the timeline here. My my main point is that Nika hasn't had a break since twenty seventeen <laughs> since twenty seventeen from Chucky. She's being tortured and just con- continuously being tortured. Oh, uh, but yeah. So let's move on to our final um. Our final legacy characters here, Andy and Kyle. What did you think about them returning here?
1: It was, it was. uh, I liked the whole um, the scene with the senses, and how Kyle is like trying to like not make it like super duper weird, make it still very comfortable, conversational. um, Like, but then Andy just got Andy was straight to the point. He was like, "I'm not here for no BS. Where's the dog? Show me the dog so I can get rid of this dog." And, and then you hear Kyle's like oh yeah no this is how we get children involved and excited about the senses and their understanding of it and a lot a lot a lot Andy yeah bring it here bring all of your dolls out here so I can see them and count them.
0: <laughs> yes but I, I that's like my favorite introduction it's probably my favorite moment out of the entire show other than like the one of the last moments again featuring Andy where he finally meets doll Tiffany um but like my favorite moment is just like, you made me do this. <laughs> you do what? And then Andy goes, bang. <laughs> Fuck you, Andy. Ah! And then it just unload on him. I'm just like, oh, man. they just like this family just watching these two grown adults just murder this doll in front of them and their child. It's just a fun moment to me. Like, that's pure Chucky to me.
1: Yeah. But that family's probably going to be not going to do this. Not going to participate in the census anymore.
0: Absolutely not. They're not going to trust anybody in a suit.
1: <laughs> not going to trust nobody with a suit and clipboard saying, can we ask you a couple questions? There's going to be a door slammed in those people's faces. Because, like, no. You're not about to shoot up my child's dolls anymore.
0: And just going to touch on it. Like, Kyle, to me, is pretty much the same. She's just yeah. su- supportive. I like what she does. Although she does drug kids. It was all it was in the it was in the sense of good. So Kyle's great. Do you think she's dead though? Because she's the, the one caught up in the house fire, right?
1: I don't think she's dead because I really thought Andy was dead. And I was just like, Well, that's a kind of a fucked up way to die. Like I'd rather you die in the movie and not one of the not in the TV show. Um so I don't really don't think Kyle is dead because at the end, like that glove, the glove yeah. it wasn't gloves that um kyle had brought had uh bought for her and andy yeah and so i'm like mm, maybe kyle's not dead i hope she's not dead but yeah i don't think i don't think she's dead yeah
0: i hope they bring her back i don't think she's dead um she may be a little messed up <laughs> or oh, depending on how she got out of that house explosion but uh, yeah he happy to see andy again my uh my thing with Andy is that I kind of like his little internal like turmoil and like how he has this fixation on Chuck. Like him and Chuck have this fixation on each other yeah. and where they kind of like they get each other, then they kind of let each other go. But then they go and then they kind of go after each other again. And I think that was pretty cool. I like how he's just kind of like, we'll just we're, we're eventually we're, we'll go past. We'll let anything happen to anyone just to get to each other, essentially. And I kind of like that aspect. And I can't wait to see where they take them. Um, then Andy and Kyle to me are just they're pretty cool. I like how they were reintroduced. I kind of feel like, like you know, if you remember what I said in *Scream*, I was like, you know, I'm okay with Sydney exiting. I don't want them to kill her, but like, I, people are so protective over Sydney. And I'm like, okay, I understand that being a fan of *Scream*. But like being a fan of *Chuck*, I'm like, they better not kill Andy. And I was like, I hope they didn't kill Andy. So exactly. I was so great. I was so like grateful when he came back in the pickup truck.
1: Like oh. I was, I was, yeah. I was like, y'all cannot kill him in the fucking tv series like y'all yeah.
0: cannot do that absolutely not absolutely not will not have it but um yeah uh because I uh, we're gonna end here but as a collective what do you think about the parents
1: um parents got their own shit going on like
0: yeah uh, but, but then they all ended up dead yeah
1: like the only one that i feel like should have stayed alive that ended up dying was lexi and caroline's dad um I would have been okay if the mayor died because
0: I like after, that she's
1: <laughs> Well, I was like, now I see why Lexi's the way she is. It's because of you mm-hmm. and like, and you could talk, you could see that like the dad was trying to uh, correct some of his wrong. Like he probably did see, like I feel like the fire um, kind of opened his eyes a lot more. So he tried. To, he felt, I felt at least he was trying to correct some of the wrong that he's been doing Um, by by a changing up how he uh how he interacts with lexi um and then also calling out his wife on some shit parenting that she was doing yeah and so when he died i was actually really really sad and i was just like well the mom has to die too because i don't want them to be left with just her
0: She doesn't die but she does get trampled I thought
1: yeah that was that was funny <laughs>
0: yeah oh man but yeah chucky that whole entire like movie theater part of him just stabbing people in the butt
1: it was kind <laughs> like popcorn.
0: <laughs> oh boy
1: um so yeah
0: i, I also like the parents uh, again all do kind of them end up dead um Ooh. did you know who brie or have you i just wanted to bring this up but do you know who brie was which was a uh, junior's mom she's the one that dies out of the uh the therapist's uh-huh. office uh,
1: yeah
0: uh do you recognize the
1: actress
0: no oh my god okay so the reason she's in the she was ca- well she was cast in a show because the audition and stuff but like what they kept bringing up is that she was actually the final girl in Jason X. Oh, yeah. I I don't remember if you said <laughs> you saw Jason X, but I know you were really curious about that specific movie. Is
1: that the one in space?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jason in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just I just thought that was pretty funny that uh, that she was the the final girl in Jason X, and she was <laughs> she gets a pretty gnarly death here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the cross. Kentucky. Yep um also the lexi lexi the actress that played lexi and the actors that played her mom are actually mom and daughter in real life
2: that's cute yeah
0: and uh junior i know we've seen his dad he has a famous dad um we've seen his dad he was the he was in american horror story he did a lot of ryan murphy stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh but we would you would probably know him best as like one of the male witches in uh apocalypse but he was also in like ratchet he was yeah like He's done a few things, so it was surprising to see that his dad was also an actor. But, yeah, that's that's his son Um, doing a good job. Right.
1: Dad, I'm looking at his dad now. Yeah, I remember him from Ratchet.
0: Yeah, Ratchet, yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, Zarya, do you recommend Chucky season one?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I love to hear it. Same here. Love, love this show. I thought it was probably the second best show of the year of 2021, right behind Superman and Lois absolutely adored this show i definitely can't wait for more we will probably cover season two just because i'm a big super fan (laughs) all right well zaria thank you for joining me on this little bonus episode
1: thank you for having me
0: yes no problem always and uh thank you guys for listening stay tuned and we'll catch you again on the murder board thank you for listening to the murder board podcast you can find more of the murder board podcast by following us on instagram at murder underscore pod and on twitter at murder the there you can ask questions and leave comments about the show please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends you can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks such as spotify apple podcast google podcast audible and of course here on anchor podcast don't forget to rate and review. That way we can get the podcast out to even more listeners and build our murder board community. Also consider supporting this podcast by helping sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support slash link button down below in the show notes. Or you can join our official Patreon. There you can gain access to early episodes and videos, get bonus episodes, and more Murderboard content. Look for new episodes on Fridays and or Sundays, and we'll catch you again on the Murderboard.